Welcome to the SDA Housing Podcast, brought to you by NDIS Property Australia. Before starting this episode, we need to provide a general disclaimer. Information contained in this podcast is general in nature only. It does not take into account the objectives, financial situation, or needs of any particular person. You need to consider your financial situation and needs before making any decisions based on the information in this podcast. And you should consider seeking independent and professional advice for your personal circumstances. All right, let's begin. Welcome to the NDIS Property Australia podcast. My name is Emilita and I'm here with our director, Min Lee, and we're here to talk to you today about the types of NDIS property investments that you might come across in the market. Thanks, Emilita. This is our second podcast and today I'm going to talk about the questions that investors always ask us in terms of provider-led participant-led packages that are for sale. Emilita, can you please explain to our audience what a participant-led package for sale is for the SDA packages? Yeah, of course. So essentially there's four different types of SDA investments. The first one is participant-led. And participant-led is where the property essentially has the participants lined up. They've got the land selected, the design selected, And they've designed it essentially for the participants that are going to move in. And typically it has a provider already attached to it. Is that right, Min? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So with those particular properties, the participants are already lined up, ready to go. All they require is an investor. With provider-led? The provider would normally have researched the area and they would say they believe that this particular area or region is of high demand and low supply. And they are very comfortable in um, recommending this particular area for an investor to go into for them to source participants down the track. Because as you know, to buy a, to buy an endos house package, you require to get your finance and construction. And with all the supply chain delays, we're talking about a one-year to 1.5-year delay of completion of the house. So in that time frame of a year to a year and a half, the provider will be very comfortable with sourcing the required participants for the house in the time frame because, Emily, did you know how long it takes to actually get an an SDA participant funded for SDA? Isn't it about 12 months? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So 12 to 18 months. Because it takes so long to apply for SDA funding with the NDIS and a lot of the times there will be a rejection or decline of the application. The participants have to go through a appeals process and that takes a lot of time and energy, right? And that goes, travels concurrently or in parallel, sorry, with the construction process. So in theory, during the one year, one point, one year and three months to construct the house, the provider, housing provider will have networked with the local seal providers to have sourced participants for this particular house in this area, for this particular design. Um, specs. Should we clarify the difference between the housing provider and the silk provider for those people who don't know? Oh, yeah. It's very, the, the silk provider really is the care service who looks after the care of the participants in the house. And the housing provider really is the provider who is licensed by the NDIA to be the SDA provider for the particular house in terms of managing the property with 
and managing the civil provider and the participants and, so, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yes. So to clarify, participant-led, they already have the participants ready to go and then provider-led, it's the provider, you know, assuming that they're going to be able to fill it by Very the easily. time. Yeah. So I just want to clarify the provider-led um, definition. Don't know. Let me rephrase it. The participant-led definition doesn't mean that the participants are ready to go. They have been identified or they have been funded. Mm-hmm. So don't think just because there is a participant-led package for sale means there are definitely three participants who are already funded. They will be either funded or about to be funded or go through an appeals process to be funded. So that's what participant-led means. Would you say typically with the participant-led products, the participant-led packages, that there is a generally a lot of participants in that area that could go into that or am I stretching? Uh, yes and no. Uh-huh. Like every area and region is different. You might have a metro city, you might have a regional town. Um, you know, a metro city like Brisbane would have 1.7 million total population, but a regional town like Toowoomba would have 130,000 population. So, you know, the important thing here is, uh, go back to the definition of a participant-led product. The participants have been identified. The block of land has been identified. The builder has been identified. The design of the house has been put together with the builder and the provider. So the, everything's all there. The last part really is the purchaser, the investor. Mm. So that's the definition of a participant-led investment yep. opportunity. Now we've covered two now. One is participant-led, one's provider-led. What about the other the other ones? Yeah, so we're looking at builder-led, which there's a lot of builder-led product out there. And the way that we would explain that is the builder, would you say is rolling the dice? Is that the... No, they would have a very strong indication as to where the areas are for SDA mm-hmm. investment. And you just, you just as an investor, you have to be aware of whether the builder has experience in building SDA homes for the NDIS. They have a track record. They're big enough to deliver the product per se. And you you should always avoid the roll the dice kind of builder who's a startup builder who's doing it for the first time who has no experience. Okay, Because the last thing that a big builder or a good builder wants is their name associated with an empty house on their first few SDA homes built. So the builder wants to do the right thing uh, by working with providers and consultants like us with investors to ensure that they get what they're after, which is a compliant SDA home certified by the NDIS and it's filled with tenants. And that can only happen if the advisor, the builder, the lender, the provider and the participants are all working together hand in hand to to have the house filled up at handover. So builder-led is more prominent, but it has a slight risk to it because the fact that there are no participants attached to it yet. But then again, one can argue that participant-led products are in such high demand that we can't keep up with it. The moment there is a participant-led product for sale, it's sold straight away because mm-hmm. everybody wants one of those scenarios, mm-hmm. yeah? yeah? So that's the third one and the fourth one. Well, the last one is investor-led and that's essentially where the investor says, okay, I want to build in this area. I want this type of design. and Or on my block. Or on my block, yes. I have this block of land. Let's put something on it. Yeah, and... I suppose that that is that the discretion of the investor, you would hope that that investor has done their due diligence in research around demand in that area. 
but we know that it has not happened in most of the case. Yes. <laughs> because they didn't buy that block for the purpose of NDIS. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So it's usually an afterthought. Yes. Yeah. So they may think, well, I have a block of land. It should be okay to build an NDIS house on it. Maybe I'll just do that. But the problem is compliance. Yeah. Compliance. The land needs to meet certain requirements. It needs to be big enough. The land needs to be flat. It can't be on a slope. It can't be in flood-prone areas. It should be near hospitals and cafes and restaurants and bus surgery, surgery, bus stops and transportation, yes. So, you know, the thoughts behind putting together a house and land package or a dwelling for SDA is not the same as a normal house because a normal house, normal residential tenants, they have a car, they can walk, they can easily go down the road to the shops. But when it comes to... PWDs and the PWD acronym is people with disabilities, mm-hmm. right? They can't just walk out the door and go down the road and buy some milk. Mm-hmm. They may not be able to walk properly. They may be in a wheelchair. They they need to have a carer by the side 24-7. So the amenities surrounding the dwelling is very important. Uh, we often say that an investor-led package is higher risk than the rest, which is true. But so long as... So long as a provider has assessed that location is satisfactory, uh, SDA certified has assessed the block as in compliant with the gradients, not too slopey, I guess, mm-hmm. then it all should be fine. But that's going backwards, I guess, yeah. yeah. A lot of people just say, oh, I've got this land, mm-hmm. let's put something on it, and then that's not really the right way to think yeah. about it. Mm-hmm. And then, again, People don't know what they don't know. If they get a nice, long, thin block and go, oh, I'll just put a double-story house for NDIS there. Yeah. Well, what's what's your feedback to that scenario, Emilita? A double-story house. So we even, there's no even double-story houses, are there? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is this a, is this a trick question? <laughs> so, again, uh, it, no one's saying it doesn't exist, but put yourself in, in someone who's disabled in their shoes. Mm-hmm. Having a double-story house with stairs... It's a challenge to walk up the stairwell with it. We want to make their lives more easy. Yeah. So that is a topic of investor-led, provider-led, builder-led, and participant-led. Yeah. I guess that's what we wanted to cover today. Our podcast is a little bit longer today at 11 and a half, 12 minutes now. Any more to cover on this topic before we, we finish up, Em? I think that we've covered most. That's a pretty good foundation to mm. understand. Mm. Well, we have lots of more topics to cover in the coming weeks. So this will be this is our second podcast to have it recorded. And we look forward to the next one, don't we? Yes, we do. Okay. Catch you in the next one. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please make sure you are subscribed and following us so you can keep in the loop with all of our upcoming episodes. We would really appreciate it if you could leave us a five-star rating, a written review, and to share this podcast with those that could benefit. Until next time, catch you on the next episode.